Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Barangaroo Studios, this is the COB. Brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Good afternoon and, uh, well, pinch punch first day of the month. We're uh, into June, of course, and it's, uh, well, great to have your company. My name's Kyle Rodder. Of course, I'm here with Danny Akuye and um, Danny, a little bit of a bounce back almost, I think. How are we, how are we looking as uh, the market looks to, well, close the, close the day? Yeah, a bit of a difference between the SIBO 200, but I've got the ASX 200 mm. up about three-tenths of a percent and yeah. really ticking higher around that 11 o'clock time, which was when I think we got the announcement that the US Senate... Right. Uh, sorry, House of Representatives right, that, right, that right. had so that approved it. the debt ceiling. So after all that noise and this, that and the other, it's going off to the Senate. So I guess the market is starting to anticipate that that will be done and dusted, but no doubt we'll move on to something else that is of equal potential calamity yeah, <laughs> once this absolutely. is done. Well, it's the next step on that wall of worry, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. So uh, we'll have to find out what that will be uh, eventually. But anyway, as Danny said, that doesn't look quite as positive, uh, the CBO 200, as the ASX 200 did. Up 0.3%, of course. Uh, we'll get the match out in the next 15 minutes or so, and we'll have the uh, the final trade go through, and uh, we'll tell you what happened um, for the day when that happens. But um, let's get to the three themes because again it's sort of a little bit uh, quieter out there um, remains the case but sort of fresh start new month you know you can always sort of pin these sort of uh, swings around about last, some price month, action. Of the, last month of the financial year yeah, so don't forget well, that there could be tax selling coming I'm glad you said it first because it's going to be something that we're all going to be questioning over the next four <laughs> weeks every time there's a sell-off uh, whether it's uh, you know What's a tax loss? Um, tax loss selling. Um, but another question: What's going on in China? I thought we doubled back to yesterday's PMI mm. data, but we mm. also had the Saixin, uh sort of more of a private sector, as I understand it, focuses a little bit more on smaller businesses as well in the Chinese economy. It was actually slightly higher than expected. So. Yesterday's news was bad on China. Today's news wasn't good, but maybe a little less bad. Okay. So uh, we did see the iron ore price rebound today too, which was good for some of our materials names. Yeah, but did they actually perform? I didn't think they performed that well. They were up marginally there for a little bit. They they? were certainly up um, uh, because they were off quite considerably yesterday. Mm. Um, But I think Mm. um, only only very. No, only up very, very slow. Well, I suppose BHP, yeah, up slightly, yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Up, up slightly there. But um, well, last but not least, and I think this is probably the theme for the next few days, it's going to be jobs, jobs, jobs. Not maybe jobs here, but the in the United States. Yeah, but also we've got those um, public sector wa- um, wages negotiations coming out tomorrow. which With is their imp- work? Yeah, oh, is yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, which is important because mm. AMP was just saying if they're above five and a half percent, then they think yeah. the chances of an RBA rate rise next week will go right up. I would love to see the RBA. We talk, it's such a cliche, but we talk about optics in politics and <laughs> optics in public um, when it comes to, I guess, PR for these institutions. How would it look if the RBA 
off the back of that information, heightened interest rates. That would, that, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know how they well, sell it's that. Well, it's already, you know, the probability's going up because of that inflation rate, that 6.8%. Yeah, that was a bit okay, spicy. so it was a bit spicy, even though you can argue the toss about all the, the mechanics of why it was that high. Yeah. Um, but it probably will be the RBA just, you know, needs to catch up, is going to err on the side of maybe we do need to lift again. Wage, if that fair work comes in high and the RBA hikes, you can guarantee the Guardian will explode. <laughs> there will be hate articles everywhere. And, and you know, the public, dis- I, I, the ABC is right, everywhere, the public discourse won't be very friendly. We'll see how we go, of course. Yeah. Time's going to tell. Yeah. Um, it's it's 2.30 oh, Tuesday next the, week. The machinations of economies, it's never easy, is it? No, you know, I could digress into an anecdote. No, I won't no. because I, I, I do that too often. But let's get across some of the sectors uh, that we're moving a little bit today. Get back to, to tech, which was, uh, well, I suppose somewhat mixed. Computer share tends to be a bit of a yield play there often, or an interest rate story quite often. But uh, those sort of more pure tech plays, actually looking pretty good. Zero back above, or actually nearly one. 112 bucks a share yep. again. Um, Ultium and WiseTech Global. Um, WiseTech's probably been the shining light, really. Absolutely. WiseTech has mm. been really, really a shining star. I was just wanted to have a look what's going on in the bond markets yep. because I was just wondering, given that some of those sectors that have been performing well today, so we've had tech, healthcare, yep. gold, which you're going to touch yep. on, um, all quite yield sensitive. So maybe that risk, you know, the, 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 this, because of the deal coming through yeah. or the perception, um, we had seen, you know, quite a lot of selling um, in US treasuries yeah, and there was, yields moving up. So maybe we're going to see the reverse coming through and these sectors, of course, would be beneficiaries. Well, what was interesting last night too was that we did have those jolts numbers that came out higher than expected, but we also had, I can't remember his first yeah, name, but he's only go. becoming, uh, there you go, um, yeah. he's only becoming a little bit more familiar to the public, but apparently um, Ira Epstein, who Andrew was interviewing today, was saying he's sort of in line for the deputy uh, role at the, the Fed effectively, which is currently being occupied by Lael Brainard, quite dovish last night talking about the potential that you know they might pause in june which sort of shifted market pricing away from about a 60 percent chance of a hike next week yesterday it was close to 70 yeah today's about 20 to 30 yeah of a hike so um i think that was off that commentary maybe that sort of benefited those more interest rate sensitive names which again we'll look at gold now because gold was quite broadly higher as as you can tell there um in fact we'll look at the leaders and laggards later on but perseus mining and degray which also had uh, an upgrade right. yesterday, yep. um, doing doing the best of all right at the top of the pops today. Um, but lithium also bounced back. Lithium back on top oh, of the pops. Actually, a bit, uh, bit, bit, bit more mixed there, mixed. I have to have to yeah. say. But some of the uh, names in the top five Call were lithium, were lithium up, names. but all the others really subject yeah. to some profit taking. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pilbara there, obviously, being a, a you know good proxy for the retail trader out there that likes to get exposure to things. But um, corporate stories. Couldn't find much that really moved no, the dial today. No. There was that BHP story around, well, underpayment of employees. It's been kicking around for a while, though, hasn't yeah. it? Well, I, I don't really has. follow it too much because it doesn't really move the share price too much. Obviously, it's a governance issue. It's yeah. a social issue more mm. broadly. But it doesn't seem to shift the share mm. price a great deal. Mm. Certainly didn't today. No. Um, Imugene uh, was off quite considerably. Trouble finding information on that. We'll talk about it a little later on. Uh, but one news was that it dosed its first patient cohort in um, the imprinter study. Um, so it's a little bit technical. Did they kill there. the patients? Which is <laughs> it's down seven percent. Sorry, I don't know. It's just like, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they did. It, it was maybe Sorry. not. A, 
not a that successful was a Danny, study. Danny foot and mouth. One, no, eh? that's 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 right. Well, we're a streaming <laughs> service, so we, we can do worse than that, and maybe we will by the end of the show. But um, Champion Iron also its share price down was two percent, um, and it has been selling the iron ore shares price following its full year results mm-hmm. yesterday. It's, it's nice to know a human life is worth about seven percent on a share price move. <laughs> anyway. Um, let's um, get to the stock of the day because we've had a big consumer focus, haven't we, yep. recently? Yep. Yeah, talking about it a lot. Those consumer discretionary stocks being yeah. hit and obviously expectations that those interest rates are starting to bite, some downgrades in earnings. Yeah. <laughs> well, we no had one's it, died. We did. We know, no one's died in the consumer space, fortunately. But Universal Stores results were a little bit uh, weaker than expected recently. Mm. And we had Grady Wolf from Bell Direct and Mark Gardner giving their views with Nadine Blaney today on the call. <laughs> Like they're, they're quality companies. We've got some of the best retailers in the world, in Australia. I just think, wait, it, it really is, it, it, consumer discretionary is the part of the market that performs the worst when we hit the recession. So in the US particularly, so probably just best to, we, we've sort of been advocating, make a shopping list of those companies that you really want to buy, like, um, excuse the pun for the retail, but make a shopping list um, of those of those companies and just set levels where you want to buy in and buy in because they'll probably be, they'll be the best buying opportunity for two or three years once we cycle out of this. But, you know, we've been talking about this recession forever, and but it's, it's likely to materialise. Accent Group is our choice in the retail space. We have a hold on other retailers like Best and less city cheap because of inventory levels. So when we're looking at retail stocks, we look for inventory levels, we look for headwinds and high rental costs. The thing about Universal is they have high rental costs and which is inflationary at the moment with the RBA's interest rate hikes. So again, there's a high cost that they're bearing and also with the expectation of uh, consumer spending to come down, the Accent Group is not in a, gr- I mean, sorry, the Universal stores mm-hmm. are not in a great position to weather this storm. Whereas the Accent Group is the reason we have a buy rating because they target the younger demographic like the Universal stores, but Universal's is slightly higher age group. uh, The Accent group is like the sneakers, TikTok age group, buying sneakers with their first paycheck, no cost of living pressures at all. So that's why we like the Accent group. There you go. So I guess the message there was if you want exposure to a very difficult sector at the moment, maybe Universal Stores isn't uh, isn't the place to look for it. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very, you know, you've got to tiptoe through that sector, I think, at the moment. Yeah, you don't feel like a full recession's priced in just yet. But um, anyway, we digress. Let's get to our guest for the next uh, eight minutes or so. Fraser McLeod from Shore & Partners joins us now. Fraser, great to see you there uh, and and do hope you're well. Um, but I wanted to start on the uranium story because it's been in the news the last couple of days. We were kind of speculating a little bit before just, you know, what the nuances here are around this situation in, in Namibia in particular. But, I mean, how are you reading mm. the uranium space, broadly speaking, especially as it applies to this Paladin story? Yeah, uh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. We'll definitely dive in on that in a moment. I think just to, to preface that, we, mm-hmm. we, we have a, a very flighty market at the moment. And whilst there has been some stocks within our market um, that certainly earnings are going in the right direction, that, that number is, is probably dwindling. And um, so the market is really relying on stocks, you know, like like maybe CSL and Zero and maybe Transurban, NixDC, those type of stocks that had uh, pretty positive statements out in terms of earnings. Um, but the, the rest of the market is, um, is very much of, uh, from a shareholder's point of view, 
and uh, and those marginal investors of which there's probably a, a greater number at the moment that uh, that have their finger over the sell button rather than the buy button um those uh, those type of investors are, are pretty flighty so it's uh, it, it is uh, more than normal, um, we are in a market whereby uh, investors or traders are uh, are shooting first and, and really asking questions or or asking the questions that they should be asking later. Um, and this week uh, we did certainly see Paladin, but you know there's, there's been other stocks over the past few weeks. You know stocks like uh, maybe Elders or Sarah or um, your Treasury Wine Estates um, or IDP Education a few days ago. Um, and then this week certainly Paladin was probably you know the the big focus one on a sudden political risk story that came out uh, that, that that story was um not comprehensive in its nature it was um related on uh, on a newswire and um the, the the flavor of the story um wasn't quite true for the for the true taste of it but uh, so namibia as it turns out um it didn't really surprise us but uh, as it turns out eventually over the after 48 hours of digest uh, you know namibia is not turning communist and uh, and they're not going to nationalize um you know get mining companies that are already and have been um, just nice and steady over the past uh, 20 years um, uh, investing in in that uh, in that uh, country. Um, they're probably politically within the country of Namibia. They've, they've had some amazing oil and gas finds and the government is probably just, you know, vocalizing and making sure that uh, on those future oil and gas finds that uh, that they're going to be to the benefit of uh, the, the, the country and the, the country's people. And that's that's all very fine. Um, the Paladin was, however, down 20% on that news within an hour just a couple of days ago. And it, it really has taken a couple of days for the market to uh, digest the story, realise that, well, it's not quite true. And uh, in fact, it's, it's far away from the, the truth on the initial on the initial headline. And, um, and you know, that's why we've seen a, a very dramatic recovery in uh, in Paladin today. It's, I think it was up about 10% on the, on the end. It, it's, political risk within mining companies is just another risk that we always have to deal with. We've historically had to deal with it. We have to deal with it this year and we'll certainly have to deal with it next year. Um, it's just an risk to balance off on top of commodity prices, uh, you know, CapEx um, on big projects and uh, environmental risk. Um, and the, the the moral of that story is that um, you know this is this is not going to go away. We have to be pretty balanced and uh, and look at the facts rather than getting carried away on the um, on the the, the, the short term shoot um, first and uh, and ask questions later attitude. In fact, there's probably um, uh, we we can take that even a step further and say that there's probably um, uh, good opportunities if we're able to take advantage of that theme currently happening in the market. So the the, the background obviously on these uranium stocks are. Um, you know, the, there's there's huge energy demand. There's certainly demand for for energy security at the moment. There's demand for for decarbonisation solution stocks, of which uh, uranium that's a big tailwind. And uh, um, the, uh, the Paladin has been and will remain so in our market, being the the most liquid way in order to play that theme. Uh, the the restart is ready. And um, but uh, you know, obviously the stock was smashed a couple of days ago, and it's now looking very very cheap. Um, so uh, in our eyes, the stock could double over the course of the next uh, twelve to eighteen months. And, uh, and our target price remains a dollar thirty. Fantastic, Fraser. So as you say, with this really flighty market at the moment, you know, mm. sell first, uh, ask questions later. Just honing in there on that thing that things get really overdone in the same way as they get overdone on the upside, then they get overdone on the downside. And I was just looking at like IDP. That was off another six mm. percent today. 
and you know the fall is really substantial do you just think everybody's kind of throwing in the towel on this one and it's like you know because it has been historically one of the the great sort of quality growth stories in the immigration sector sure. but you know it's it's sure. it's very loveless at the moment it is i i think that perhaps that the uh, uh, yes agree um and my angle on that just to take it a step further would be um we it's investors tend to be looking at the potential negative of the story and pressing the sell button rather than digesting the story and uh, and making an informed decision and um, that 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 does breed momentum in the absolute short term as well because it it rewards those that press the sell button first in the absolute short term now it it, for medium-term investors, which is mostly us, um, because you know, in the medium term, you're making an awful lot more money than anyone else. Um, if you can, uh, if you can survive and stomach the the, the pain that we've seen in, in stocks like um, uh, maybe Elders or or Sarah or, or um, you know IDP Education, that there there is a there's a place where, where the, the value just becomes so obvious, even taking into account the the, the risk event that's already taken place. Um, but my my point would be that you know people are not even measuring what the true risk is, or even finding out the truth behind stories they're just simply pressing sell uh pressing the sell button which is um which is bizarre and um and, and is a new theme or, or where or, or is just more an extreme theme in in today's market so um investors are are more inclined to to take a you know a glasses half empty um attitude rather than finding out the truth Mm. Uh, just also want to talk about another couple of uh, uranium names that you think might be, or I believe yep. you think might be, um, you know, reasonably attractive, good ways to, to play it. I think uh, Boss Energy is the first. Well, look, I, you know, one thing that we would discuss with clients, of course, is that, you know, well, we're not locked into, um, into to, if you wish to exclude the uranium um, potential political risk of, uh, of investing in it. Maybe then there's other ways you can play it. Uh, here in South Australia, a boss which is pretty much on the same same time scale as uh, they own the honeymoon project here in South Australia. Uh, they'll probably come to production next year. Part of their book is already contracted, but they've got plenty of uncontracted um, potential into the future. Prices are rising. Uh, demand is is certainly increasing, and uh, and the supply question is one that's becoming a lot more uh, a lot more difficult to answer. So um, uh, yes, you know, we can we can. Uh, take on board uh, companies like uh, Boss or uh, even uh, at NextGen, uh, which is probably the, the biggest resource stock that you haven't heard of. Um, uh, NextGen uh, is a Canadian company. They have a, a chest depository interest secondary listing on our market, and uh, and they're one hundred percent exposed to the uh, to the rising uh, uranium price. Um, they're worth a couple of billion dollars, and um, so they're a, a mature uh, market cap already, uh, but potentially could be a, an awful lot bigger if they uh, if they get the environmental permitting, which um, it's likely that will happen, um, then they'll build that mine and uh, the, the payout for that mine um, in Saskatchewan in Canada is uh, an 11 month uh, cash flow um, pace for the, uh, in, in terms of a payout. So uh, incredible uh, potential there from uh, from three uranium names. Uh, I think the, 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 the point um, that I'm raising here is um, political risk is just a normal risk alongside any other and uh, and we should uh, digest news and uh, and really act on the facts rather than uh, than pressing the sell button straight away. Yeah, okay, that's uh, a good moral of the story, I suppose, and a, a perhaps a nice place to leave it as well. Fraser, really appreciate the uh, the top down insights there. Hopefully, we will chat again soon. Fraser McLeod from Shore Partners. Thank you. Good old, thank you. Okay, well, let's get across the leaders and the guys now.
Well, let's start with the good news. Leaders, shall we? And I dare say there's going to be a few Paladin. gold and, well, paladins up there. Yes, we, we spoke about that a lot. And uh, I don't know if I could uh, spell it out any more eloquently than Fraser just did. But uh, 61 cents now, 12% uh, jump. Not reclaiming the full extent of the losses yesterday, but a... Hey, um, that's going in the right direction. Going in the right direction, exactly. Yeah. Um, at Degray Mining, uh, had a chat with a, a young fellow named Rudy Philippe van Dyke this morning, <laughs> uh, just around that one. That was a broken move. Uh, UBS oh, okay. upgraded it yesterday. So um, perhaps had the tailwind of the gold price Absolutely. as well as uh, just that extra premium place on top from, a, from an upgrade as well. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got ProMedicus, which and is up 3.5%. No news on that one. Um, but maybe just it's been tracking sideways, you know, for, for really, you know, a few months now or it's come down a bit. So maybe people doing yeah. some bottom fishing, if you can say, because it's not the cheapest stock on the market. No. Um, but uh, it moved with the uh, healthcare sector generally today. Yeah. And it seems to be sort of if you know, the healthcare sector has not done too badly recently with this whole sort of defensive skew. Yeah. Um, that ProMedicus seems to be the, uh, the laggard of the pack. Correct. Yeah. Um, I say that because I was unfortunate enough to buy it about three weeks ago uh, <laughs> so anyway it's uh, you buy it for the, the long term of course yeah exactly exactly just uh being cognizant of that one um, but that's the, the the leaders there anyway um laggards now shall we um and idp education yeah. which wow. you just sort of wonder now whether that's really starting to see some of those technical factors that play in when sentiment shifts absolutely um, it becomes know. a momentum plan people yeah. watch the share price go down and then they as as fraser was just saying they mm. don't actually do the fact checking mm. and i suppose some people are saying well there's this overhang about competition coming into the canadian business but they've handled it in other markets the brokers have been quite firm even if you don't believe the brokers yep. you have to question whether or not this is starting to be overdone but as per usual everything gets done to the you know, overdone to the downside and overdone to the upside definitely and the momentum at some stage will switch in the same way as just looking at elders which of course was on the that side of being sold off wasn't it yeah you know day in day out it looks like that's stabilizing Same now yeah. yeah and um I, I was just in my boredom the other night just flicking through youtube or you know warren buffett videos it's uh at the conference that they do and he said you know it's very very hard to uh outperform the markets because they're so efficient nowadays but he said you can always trust on people doing stupid things and that's yeah. when opportunities arise so <laughs> maybe people are going to sell um, and some someone's mistake could be to, to your benefits as uh, brutal and zero sum as that sound uh, sounds. Uh, Champion Iron, we, we spoke about that before. Uh, Imugene, um, that poor soul that uh, that Danny was uh, speaking about, I do believe. And uh, IGO on mineral resources. Actually, commodity is still uh, underperforming a little yeah, bit. Yeah, interesting. Mineral resources back down to $68. So uh, I'm sure the chartists would have something to say about that one. Indeed. And uh, well, let's get to the small caps, if we will. Any of the names here that jump out? Not necessarily. Nadine's normally good with these ones, actually. She, she, she's our no, sort of small no. cap pro. I mean, no. Not me today, though, but you can uh, peruse that yourself. The laggards now of the small caps. Uh, right, um, yeah, Hastings Tech. Now, I right. talked about that. I think there'd been a broker downgrade on that one. So mm -hmm. their capital expenditure on one of their big projects or their only project has gone up substantially. So they're going to have higher losses. And uh, that's probably why that stock is trading down almost 13% today. Uh, sadly, I can't add any colour to the other ones. No, but if you can see it there uh, and you're involved, well, um, well, at least now you know. Um, but before we go, let's have a look on what's on overnight because it's actually a little bit as far as the US economic calendar goes. Um, 
First, European Flash CPI, yeah. which for a very long time, EU CPI wouldn't do much to markets because it was always below target. Yep. Um, but of course, we're in a brave new world now and it's, it's, a, it's a high impact event. So we'll keep an eye on that because, well, the implication there is that the ECB is still likely to continue to hike uh, throughout the rest of this but, year. You know, Germany's already in recession. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. Th- that sort of whole notion of stagflation over there has um, been a pretty persistent theme. Yeah. Um, US jobless claims backing yep. up on the, the um, jolts last night, mm-hmm. leading into the NFP tomorrow. And ISO manufacturing PMI. Right. So um, it'll be interesting. It we're, mm. we're, a lot of those PMIs have really been in contraction territory, haven't they? They have. And, and you know, we also have that story around a divergence between manufacturing and services activities. I suppose the e- economy re- recalibrates now. We're back into sort, mm. sort of more normalcy overall. Um, but it's often said below 45, which is not expected to drop to. That's it was when below 50. No, no, sorry. Below 45 is associated with the US recession. Oh, right. So it's contracting. And then once yeah. you go to 40, 45. below 45, it's like 100% strike rate. All over, road rover. That's it, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you start uh, calling it there. If there wasn't enough reason to already call it, I suppose. <laughs> Inverted yield curves and, and the rest of it. Uh, so that's going to be pretty crucial tonight. Um, so we'll probably wake up to a little bit of news to digest in the yep. morning as we head into those NFPs, like I said. But um, Danny, I think that's another day in the books. Yep, that is another day. Yeah, first 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 day of the month. It is last month of the fiscal year here in Australia. Yes, and uh, so well, the year is disappearing very quickly. Yes, uh, <laughs> such is life, I suppose. But um, well, I'm sure we'll be able to squeeze in more of the uh, tax loss selling and all the other sort of things <laughs> that we can pin on any, pin any sort of unexplained move on in the next few days. But the time being, um, it looks like European markets will open reasonably strongly. Wall Street futures are looking a little bit flat. Remember, you can catch up on all our news and interviews on our website and app. Well, until tomorrow morning, I hope you have a great night. Absolutely. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission.